0: This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia or online at ironmongerbrewing.com.
1: Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You
2: want free beer? Go to the brewery.
1: Dedicated to the art science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo,
3: what's wrong with the beer
1: we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt.
0: And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with BJ's Restaurant and Brewery. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host and recent birthday celebrator. Yes,
3: that's right. Brian Hewitt. Thank you to him. So joining us today we have Alex Pookner, the Senior VP of Mark uh, brewing, not marketing. I I usually say not, yeah. VP of marketing operations. It's it just flows. Senior VP of brewing operations for BJ's Restaurant and Brewery. We're going to talk about 25 years in the beer brewing business, awards, home brewing in the 80s, Box and Pizukis, all of the above. Alex, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Tim and Brian. I'm thrilled to be here. It's a big year for BJ's. We're celebrating 25 years, just like uh, some of the other breweries you've had on lately.
3: Yeah,
0: 25. It was it was totally unintentional. You know, like you mentioned, I'd noticed recently that we've just had a string of 25 year olds here. Like 96 a, is a magical year for beer. Nate laughed at me <laughs> when I said that string of 25 year old breweries the breweries here, here. Yes. So we had uh, Victory, yeah, and we had Iron Hill. Uh-huh. We got BJ. So, yeah, pretty good string of 20. And that's elderly for craft beer. So that's uh that's something there.
3: Elder statesman of craft beer. Right. Yes. The
0: elders. Respect your elders. Exactly. Sure enough. Yeah, well, Alex, yeah, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. It's always good to uh, check out some new beers and breweries there. It's a good time. Beer fest are back, Brian.
3: They are, yes.
0: You know that. So, Alex, we're getting to go to a beer fest this coming weekend. No way.
2: Where's that? I, I got to get there.
0: Yeah, it's at Good Word Brewing in Duluth, Georgia. They're doing a little beer fest, so they're going to celebrate loggers and lower ABV beers. So it'll be fun to uh, to go check that out. Nate is excited to try this water called Death Water, Liquid, Liquid Death. Death. That's right, Liquid Death. It's the <laughs> so, most
3: insane looking can for just yeah, holding nothing but for water. Water, yeah,
0: for water. Yeah. So you're in California. You guys are still pretty locked down there, right?
2: We are pretty locked down until June 15th. Okay. Uh, supposedly we open up again. We'll see how it goes. We're all optimistic.
0: Getting close. Again, we've mentioned this yeah. a few times. We're in Georgia, so it's go, go, go here. <laughs> it it, it has rough. been for
3: a while. I mean, it yeah. seems yeah. like three months after the pandemic, everything shut down. It's like, all right, we're back open. Yes, yeah, we're, yeah, we're fine. We're fine here.
0: It's good. <laughs> I did see Untapped has a San Diego Beer Fest planned. I think... Uh, little later in the year but uh they've got an untapped festival coming over there
2: yeah i heard uh blues palooza and mammoth is happening in august i just heard that okay that's great news we're going to try to get there
0: it's nice I'm, i'm excited to get back into festivals i've missed the social aspect of
2: beer yeah yeah no great american beer festival for the second year my team is devastated by that you know but uh the judging's happening of course do you typically go
0: to gabf
2: Oh yeah. The whole team goes and, yeah, and, uh, I typically get there to judge and then hang out for one or two days of the festival, you know, being there for the judging and then a three-day festival. It's a little much for me in my age. (laughs) It's
0: yeah. The last time I went was 2016. And even then I'm like, this will kill you because we were, (laughs) we were a new show at that time, Alex, we had just launched that January. And so we wanted to interview everyone. So we set up interviews with, uh, just anyone who would talk to us, Rare Barrel, Jamil zaneshev just all these people. And by the end of the, the trip, I think I slept. Like, they had to put me in the luggage compartment on the plane because I was just, I just wore out. But what a great way to absolutely wear yourself out, right?
2: Oh, yeah. No, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it in the world.
3: Good did stuff. you get to ride the uh, luggage conveyor belt back out? Because that's that's the real man of genius moment there, riding that luggage conveyor that belt did. out instead of walking those long hallways. That's for the birds, Tim.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even get off the conveyor. I just looked like that piece of luggage <laughs> just that's lost. Rolling. I just kept on circle there. Have a little cocktail, just, that's r- it.
3: just kind of slowly cruising around.
0: Just wandering around till someone claims me. and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was good, it was good times, Brian. Yes. Good
3: times. Indeed. Well, Tim, I think it's time for – is it time for us to get in the It beers is of time. Week? Oh, okay, time. let's do that,
1: yeah. Now it's time for our Beers of the Week, brought to you by The Nest, craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia, thenestkennesaw.com.
0: Well, Brian, as always, we've got a great list of beers to get into here. I do want to thank The Nest for sponsoring this segment. As we'd mentioned earlier, it is Iron Monger Brewing Month at the Nest, two of our favorite people getting together to celebrate a little bit of beer, and they've got the perfect pull collaboration beer that's a Mexican chocolate coffee stout. That sounds that great. That should be tasty. And I saw Brian 4th of July whole smoked alligator is on the menu again.
3: Oh yeah, and I've got a new phone. I want to take a picture of that thing because one of my favorite, very favorite pictures of all time is taking a picture of the previous smoke gator that yes, they had there. Yeah. yeah,
0: have you ever had whole smoked alligator, Alex? I can't say I have. It's quite it's an, an experience.
3: Now, but... Yeah, they don't have a lot of that in <laughs> California.
0: Yeah, maybe we're gonna do a whole yeah. smoked grouper or, or something like that, that out there, right? Oh yeah, sea lion, oh, yeah. Whole, whole smoked oh, yeah. sea lion. There yeah, you go. Good stuff. Well, on deck for today, Brian. We are currently. Drinking the brewhouse blonde col style ale. We have the Jeremiah Red, Irish Red L on deck. We have did I get the name right? It was the coffee cult blonde. Is that correct?
2: We call it Coffee Blonde. It's a okay. collaboration with Cult Coffee.
0: With Cult Coffee. Ah. Okay. Yeah, they're in Arizona. Great partners of ours. Gotcha. So Brian, Coffee Blonde up there. So yes. you got some coffee beers there. We have the committed Dippa, a twenty fifth silver Bock, and Brian, a cookies and cream Pazookie Porter can't wait cannot wait good stuff man it's gonna be really good stuff well brian why don't you tell us what's
1: happening in the news what's in the news the beer guys have the scoop extra, extra, read all about it. time for headlines all right, so in my
3: favorite news of the week, Grimbergen Abbey in Belgium is going to start brewing again after a short 200 year hiatus. A little break. Yeah, the uh, Abbey hasn't brewed a beer inside its walls since the brewery was destroyed. I believe it was burned to the ground during the French Revolution. Wow. Which is interesting. They're in Belgium. I guess the French got a little crazy outside of their borders. Or maybe that was inside their borders back then. I don't know which. It's one heck of a revolution. Yeah, that's right. Quite the revolution. The plan is for the new brewery to be pretty interesting. To begin with, the Carlsberg Group is helping them build it, which makes sense since they have the global license to distribute all their beers under their name. The focus of the new brewery will be a mixture of innovation, limited edition brews, and ancient beers from the Abbey's Library. To mark the occasion, Grimbergen is releasing three special beers, (laughs) <laughs> wow, their name is so hard to say multiple times. Grimbergen Magnum Opus Brute Beer, which is with Nelson Savant hops. Grimbergen Ignis Quadruple, which is made with smoked malt, so a smoked quad. They're really I- interesting for an Abbey brewer doing these experimentals. And an Astrum Pale Ale with Galaxy hops and hops from Flanders regions. So it's going to be kind of cool to see what they get up to. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So Delta has some new in-flight entertainment, a beer specially formulated for drinking at 35,000 feet and it's more than just new can art on a beer, you know, with a jet taking off. Delta Tap Sweetwater Brewing to create a tweaked version of their hazy IPA. The new beer features new and more hops added during the uh, dry hopping process to magnify hop flavor and aroma because as it turns out, our sense of smell and taste are subdued at altitude and when you lower the humidity on top of that it gets even worse. So the beer you drink on the ground is not going to taste the same to you as it will up in the clouds. So that new amped up version will be available, actually is already available on Delta flights as of this past weekend. How about that? Yeah. yeah.
0: See, now I want to drink a 420 like at the airport and then go on a flight and try one
3: what you should do is pick an IPA that you think is far too bitter, far too intense, drink it on the ground, and then drink it up in the sky and see if it's if it becomes more palatable up in the sky because it's just right. too intense on the ground.
0: And I'll have to figure out a way to smuggle out one of the elevated off the plane to see how it tastes on the ground. That's
3: what I want. I want to drink that one on the ground. I we want need that to hit up our friends on at
0: Sweetwater yes. and see if we can we make maybe that happen. That out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what goes on. Should be a good time. Well, Brian, we got just a little bit left. you got a little short story for us there? I do,
3: and on the topic of beer innovation, r Brewing in Vancouver, Canada, has introduced a beer for Zoom calls. It's called Green Screen IPA. It comes in a solid green can that can, as you might guess, disappear on camera. Well, disappearing is overstating it a bit. It looks a little bit like the monster from the movie Predator. So you see kind of like a the weird outline. The outline. It doesn't shoot lasers, but it would be cooler if it did. But it's kind of cylindrical, so uh, people could see you if you're close up, but if you're one of many little video tiles in a boring Zoom call, nobody's going to notice you tipping that uh, clear can back up to your mouth. Just so. move. Your hand yeah, there, yeah, moving exactly. your hand around.
0: Well, good stuff, man. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from BJ's Brew House.
3: Looking for a perfect afternoon beer, a feel good weeknight beer with your dinner, or a great beer for whenever you don't want alcohol? Look no further than Athletic Brewing. They've won awards on multiple continents and are revolutionizing anything you've ever thought about non alcoholic beer. Check out their website at athleticbrewing.com for a store closest to you or order online with free shipping nationwide. Athleticbrewing.com. Use code BeerGuys25 to get 25% off your first round on us.
1: beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our there, victor now back to the beer guys radio
3: show welcome back to beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to bj's restaurant and brewery
0: alex we are getting into your blondes here we just emptied our glasses of the brew house blonde and we have moved on to the Coffee Blonde, but I hear there's a story
2: behind your Brewhouse Blonde. Yes, there is. This is one of our original beers back in 1996. We first started brewing in Brea, California. And what inspired this beer was a trip to uh, Cologne back in the early 90s with my wife, Carrie. We started the day at a, at a beer garden with a view of the cathedral, you know, picture perfect. And, you know, I knew Kolsch was good. In Cologne, I'd heard about it and I just didn't realize, you know, and I'd had some imported Kolsch. I just didn't realize how good it was until I was there drinking it at the source and I fell in love with the style. So this was about when I started brewing professionally, you know, that inspired me to bring Kolsch to, to Southern California. So at the first few brew pubs I brewed at before BJ's, I brewed a Kolsch and very much a traditional Kolsch, um, you know, fairly well balanced, uh, about 25 IBUs when I got to BJ's and I realized that the beer needed to be a little friendlier, I was trying to convert American lager drinkers. And this is when 99% of beer drinkers were drinking mass-produced American lagers. So I brewed it at 15 IBUs. So not a hoppy beer. It's what I I call more of an American style Kolsch. It's a good introductory craft beer for an American lager drinker. And then as far as this coffee blonde, this is a fantastic beer. This earned a bronze at GABF last year in the the coffee beer category. This beer was created by uh, our brewer Joe Baldwin, back when he was in our Chandler, Arizona brewery. Uh, He's now in Reno, brews for us there. Uh, We have a partnership with a fantastic coffee roaster in Arizona called Cult Artisan Beverages. Uh, So this was a collaboration with them. Joe took just massive amounts of their coffee beans, experimented with different beans and different steeping time. So the beans are steeped in house Blonde. And for this beer, it's, it's close to five pounds per barrel. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. The results are incredible. These particular beans are uh, Uganda White Nile organic coffee beans, and they're just fantastic flavor and aromas you can experience there.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's I, I a fantastic beer.
2: I was
3: sure. noticing that those beans on the can, and I'm like, I need to find some of those. I don't think I've ever had that variety, and I like the coffee flavor in this beer, so... Find out that call. Yeah. You got the coffee roaster's name, Brian. That's, that's look right. Up, get some I, I should beans. look that up, and uh, I do like that you put the metal on the can. That's that's kind of cool. They get the GABF right? metal yeah. right there on the can, so uh, a lot of information on here as well.
2: Yeah, this beer though is only available to our beer club members, the BJ's Brewhouse Beer Club. We just launched in California a few months ago, after uh, a pilot launch in Sacramento last fall. So this is one of the uh, one of the beer club releases. And we're having a lot of fun with that. It gives us an opportunity to uh, to release some beers that really may not be viable for shipping across the country to our restaurants. Not for every beer drinker, right?
0: Yeah, have some fun with them there. So the the beer club. Since you brought that up, let's talk a little bit about that, Alex. So, chance for people to try some new exciting beers from BJ's, correct?
2: Correct. It's uh, you know it really was uh, something that our brewers needed during the pandemic. Without much draft production with our restaurants, uh, you know, not doing any on-premise and some of them, you know, not selling much beer at all. Our breweries weren't very productive, obviously, until recently. And, uh, you yeah, luckily we have a canning line in our, uh, our Temple, Texas brewery. So we kept very busy there and we kept our R&D brewery very busy. So with this beer club, we launched it during the pandemic and it gave our brewers just something to, to have some fun with, you know, something to do every day and get, get excited about. You know, these are beers that um, there's two releases every two months and it's a fantastic deal just for the liquid just $30 with every release you get one 750 mil bottle typically of something uh, strong might be barrel aged something you you know you could sell her typically that's a cork bottle bottle condition um, and then the other beer is typically a four pack of 16 ounce cans and that's something you know completely different possibilities are endless but it's you know it's a more quaffable beer IPAs of all kinds AZ double Brute, fruited, um, you know, you name it. Might be a lager. we got some pilsners planned. Uh, might be a fruit beer, a sour beer. And, you know, a, a number of beers that are just, you know, completely weird. Just fun beers we've brewed in our R&D brewery in Boulder over the years. So we've got, we have this little R&D brewery where we've been you know, brewing beers mainly to, to uh, test them and see what might stick as a potential seasonal beer to serve at all BJ's. Um, but a lot of them are just, you know, a little too uh, extreme. It might be too expensive to brew on a large scale, you know, barrel aged and really not practical as a mass produced beer. So a lot of these recipes now are in our beer club lineup and we've got a lot of them up our sleeves and we're uh, creating new beers uh, every week too. So this has been just so much fun for us and on top of the beers, you get a few other fantastic perks. If you're a regular BJ's beer drinker, every time you order a BJ's pint, you get a 20 ounce beer. So you get an extra four ounces of beer for a pint price. Get five dollar growler refills, and then there's food perks uh, on top of that. Free Pazuki, which is you know our our signature dessert, a free pizza, and a free appetizer every two months, all for thirty dollars.
3: I like that he brought up Pazuki because I was going to ask, what on earth is a Pazuki? Is that some sort of like surface to air pizza delivery system, like yeah. Trebuchet, like or yeah? So what is a Pazuki?
2: Yeah. Well, I'd like to say we're more famous for our beer than our pazuki, but uh, for for a lot of BJ's guests, it's it's the pazuki that they're there for and our pizza. The pazuki is a a signature dessert. It's a warm cookie in a pizza pan with vanilla bean ice cream on it, or it could be chocolate ice cream. We have a number of different flavors and uh, they're fantastic. Just something else. If you have that kind of sweet tooth, I don't eat them very often.
3: I love that combination. I actually have a steakhouse not far from me that does do a very large, warm chocolate chip cookie with with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. That's amazing. It sounds very simple. That's yeah. possibly one of my favorite desserts. Cookie and ice cream. I yeah, it really that. is.
2: It's it's too good. I mean, I just <laughs> yes, it you know when there's one on the table, I end up eating way too much of it. So I, I you know I try not, <laughs> not to order it much.
3: Like pretty much any of it is too it
2: much. Takes up beer yeah. calories, right? <laughs> yeah, that pilsner exactly, takes away exactly, the
0: calories yeah. that you got beer there. So with the beer club, is that something people pick up in the locations, or does that ship out to people?
2: Exactly. We we're not shipping the beer. The beer is picked up, but you know you have uh, you know almost two months between releases to come pick it up. So plenty of time to pick it up. You know, and while you're there, you have these other perks. You can get a $5 growler refill, stop for a beer or two, and get your, your extra four ounces every time you order a pint. Um, so, yeah, a great deal. And because we have restaurants all over, not in your market, unfortunately, but no, uh, not yet, right? You know, for the most part, it's convenient for our members to come pick up their beer.
3: Indeed, indeed. That's available in every location, or is it just select locations?
2: It's in California only now. Okay, And uh, we will be launching in other states, probably our major markets, if not this year, next year, Texas, Florida, potentially Ohio. The only states where we, you know, the beer club is not a possibility, at least at this point in time, is where we can't sell beer to go. So where we can't sell alcohol out the door. And one of the good things to come out of COVID is that uh, a lot of states where we previously couldn't sell alcohol to go as a restaurant, now we can, you know, we have that privilege and uh, states are now making that, what was a temporary privilege, permanent. So that's, you know, that's been good news. Yeah. there's any good news to come out of COVID, yeah.
0: If you got to put some silver linings on a pandemic, that's one yes. that you can't really argue with. So <laughs> yeah. more people get to work from home and exactly more beer access. I saw today people are being asked to go back to the office and they're just quitting their jobs. Uh, yeah. they're, they're like no
3: no no i don't I've think visited so. the family and my sister has to go back into work and she hates the idea
0: yeah a lot of people when working at home they're like they're just rather than go back into the office every day of the week they're just like no nah, i quit
3: i've been spoiled i this has been my life for many many years yeah. i i didn't want to have it any other way it's just this helped ensure that i'll never have it any other way for at least for the foreseeable future that's i've been so, working
0: at home at the day job for over a decade yeah. now so it's uh you know it's Old hat for me. Can't do that at a brewery, can you, Alex? Uh, no. No, <laughs> can't happen. No, I don't I don't
2: work at home much. I'm in an empty office building right now. So we, we should reopen uh, in a few weeks.
0: Soon, yeah. We well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from BJ's Brewhouse.
1: look the cheap stuff. That's the idea behind our podcast. Good Swill Hunting. We've got a beer insider, a beer outsider, and a guy who's going to shoot it to you straight. We try it all. Some ain't bad. I would I'm going to finish this and I'll drink another. Matt, what do you think? I am digging it. Others might leave a bad taste in your mouth. It feels like beer for people who want to feel like they're drinking craft beer first sip impression. Yeah, it's a letdown. It's not something I would want to wake up with. Is that what so you normally do? I like to have a cold beer to kind of rinse out that morning breath. No, oh, okay. <laughs> we try the <laughs> cheap beer so you don't have to. Check out Good Swill Hunting wherever you
0: get your podcast. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious taproom or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's taproom has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 Target range. It's the perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing.
1: The Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back
2: off, man. I'm a scientist.
1: Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show.
3: Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates, KLID 1340 AM in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Catch Beer Guys Radio on KLID every Saturday at 4 p.m. Now let's get back to BJ's restaurant and brewery. Alex, we just
0: got into another beer, as we are known to do over here. And uh, it is your Jeremiah Red. You want to tell us a little bit about it?
2: I sure do. That is our flagship beer. Another one of our original beers. We had five when we started back in 1996, and I knew we had to brew a, a red ale. You know, American brew pubs uh, were brewing red ales back then. It was very much it know, was it was required that, if you
0: were a brew pub in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. I still like him.
2: I yeah. still do. Uh, yeah. And I had been brewing you know, for three or four brew pubs before BJ's and I wasn't happy with my American red. I just hadn't mastered that style, didn't have the, the balance I wanted. So when I got to BJ's, I just kind of said, screw it. I'm not going to brew an American red. I'm just going to brew a, an Irish red on steroids. So this is a really high gravity Irish red is the way to look at it. So it's it's not an American red at all. It's a unique beer, You know, kind of become our flagship for that reason, because there's nothing like Jeremiah red anywhere else that I'm aware of. You know, alcohol is 7.3%, very malt-accented. There's some Belgian malts in there that give it some really nice dark fruit, you know, raisin kind of cherry flavors. You know, it's, it's very smooth for such a strong beer, so you'd never guess drinking this. That is 7.3%. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't have guessed that. No, no not at sure all. Enough. What is your best-selling beer across BJ's? Jeremiah Red. It is the Jeremiah Red. Okay. Yes.
3: Has the recipe for that remained the same the entire time? I know it's one of your original flagships. Where have you tweaked it a bit over time?
2: Yeah, most of our original beers we have tweaked. You know, our our pale ale, for example, was too old school. All Cascade, all Cascade, and was modeled after, you know, Sierra Nevada pale ale. So we did update that at version 2.0 a few years ago. But this is one beer where we haven't touched the recipe. It's it, uh, pretty much the first batch we brewed. Maybe it was the second we sent to JVF and it earned a silver medal in Strong Ales there. It was our first medal so you know why mess with a good thing and you know it's, it was such a big seller from the get-go such a hit we haven't touched
3: it that's cool that red ales is bringing you home an award the reason i ask is i know a few years back it was a, a malt that i was really interested in trying out i think it was called red x and the whole point of the malt i believe was to give a really good red color to a beer this is a pretty good red color it is it, so i was it is, yeah. i was curious if you might be using that in that but i think it's that's a very recent malt like in the past three or four years maybe something
2: it, like it that. is more recent we've yeah. Experimented with it. It's a good mall. One of the secrets to this beer, I'll give it away, is Special B. So, you know, okay. it's always had
0: there you go. Special B in it. Yeah. Special Brian is the secret. That's what that beer. is. That's yeah. absolutely
3: <laughs> it. Uh, we brewed some homebrews with Special B. I liked them. I, I, we did. I don't recall yeah, we'll which exact ones we did, but they were good. Yeah. Speaking of homebrewing,
0: Alex, we wanted to talk to you a little about homebrewing, your roots way back in uh, yesteryear, uh, also known as the 80s, which was an early time. And something I thought really cool, you were a member of the Maltose Falcons. Is that correct?
2: I was, yeah. This was in the late 80s. And, um, you know, there's some famous brewers that have come out of the Maltose Falcons. John Meyer would be the most famous probably. And I didn't overlap with him. Almost did, but you know, we're, Uh we're friends and we respect each other because of our Maltos Falcons uh, roots. They they were a a club before homebrewing was legal in California. Right. I mean, uh, they've been around that long and uh, I learned so much. It was a long drive for me. That's what I was wondering Uh, when I saw you in the club. I was like, all
0: right. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I actually lived in the South Bay, I think Hermosa beach back then. And I drove, all the way to Woodland Hills for their meetings. Every Sunday, I think it was, as I recall, at the the homebrew shop there in woodland hills and yeah that's basically where i learned to brew and it was a hobby that just got completely out of control you know this is before i was married and uh i had a couple roommates that you know put up with our ridiculous utility bills because <laughs> you know the, the three refrigerators i had running oh for, of course for my loggers yeah. and storage <laughs> and you know the, the water i used for war chilling and you uh, yeah but uh they got a ridiculous amount of homebrew out of it it's just a fun hobby and uh complete joy of homebrewing, thanks to Charlie Papazian, is where I really, you know, learned the art of homebrewing. Those were good times. And, you know, back then, you know, there wasn't much good beer. You know? so <laughs> sure. If you wanted to yeah. you wanted to drink good beer, if you wanted to drink an Imperial Stout or a, a Doppelbock that was fresh anyway, you know, you, you had to brew your own. So that's what motivated most homebrewers back then.
0: That's what I was going to say. I think the root of it was America just didn't have those. If you'd done any travel abroad and tried these other beers we were a pretty big disappointment then yeah with the exception of you know a couple actually you were okay you were in california so kind of on the early end of things there some uh sierra nevada they started in the 80s right
2: they did they celebrated 40 years last year can you believe 40 that?
0: okay yeah 40 that's years. right yeah, yeah i think i saw that steve grossman was a Malto's falcon that that yeah. he was one of the members there so
2: Yeah, Ken and Steve actually grew up in Woodland Hills, and I I know them both well. I know them both very well. Yeah, they've been inspirational to me. You know, it's amazing what they've done, and they've proven that you can produce craft beer on a large scale. The the beer hasn't changed uh, over four years. It's still just freaking amazing.
0: You know, Brian and I have noticed we haven't brewed in a few years. We've just been too busy with other things, but trying to keep up with the news, we see what's available. The science that's available, the technology that's available, even in just a few short years, has changed and continues oh, yeah. to change. So back in the 80s when you started homebrewing, what was the breaking science or breaking technology
2: at the time? Everything we did was just on the cheap. There was a lot of uh, extract brewing, which is you know how we all got our start. And you quickly learn that you you don't want a hopped extract. You know, you you want to hop your own beer. So you you buy the fresh pellets, and that makes a huge difference. And then, then liquid yeast, I would say, changed everything. Okay. You know, thanks to Y yeast and uh, first and then, and then White Labs. And when you start brewing with liquid yeast, you just get such a better product in terms of the fermentation derived flavors than with dry yeast. So that made a huge difference, I think.
0: I remember reading that because they were talking about the Maltos Falcons were like yeast banking and had a yeast program before that was a thing, you know. So pretty cool stuff. Yeast, man. And even today you see homebrewers, that's a big recommendation they get is, you know, use liquid yeast, step it up. Yeah. Do your starter. Make sure you're pitching enough in there to get the job done.
2: Absolutely. The most important uh, raw material in brewing. Yeah. Good yeast and sanitation. That's what it takes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Key is
3: sanitation and followed by uh temperature control. You know, after that, once you yep. take it up to that level. I'm just curious, back in the the eighties, it must have been tough getting all the ingredients you needed. I don't know how many homebrew shops there were. I mean, how did you get the lactose for your milkshake fruited sours back then?
0: <laughs> Straight from the cow. Straight from the cow. Just right into the, into oh, the like,
3: how did, how did you separate the fats out from the sugars? I mean, I really. Oral flock. Yeah, yeah. flock, yeah.
2: That's a big difference, too, between homebrewing then and, and homebrewing now is we were brewing traditional styles. We were, you know, just wanted to replicate what the Europeans were doing because there wasn't good American beer. Yeah. So it was all about brewing traditional Hellas, if you wanted a Hellas or you know, a traditional ESV.
0: What are your thoughts on the latest craze in styles with lactose and juicy this and hazy that? Are you on board or are you still like to keep it classic?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board to a degree. Okay. You know, I, the pastry beers, you have one. There. I'm going to say with I got a Pazuki for on here, here. So you yeah. got to be on board. Shorty. This is not what you're used to in a pastry beer. This is not over okay. the top with the lactose and the pastry flavor. It's very subtle. And that's BJ's idea of a pastry beer. So okay. We haven't really, that's not really our thing.
0: Look, you guys do a pizzuki, and yeah, you're telling yeah. me how rich oh, yeah. that is. Yeah. So
2: it's. A, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> if I'm not picking cookie crumbs out of my beard, am I yeah. even drinking a beer? I want to drink don't this beer know. with a fork. You
2: know, <laughs> well, real. what you need to do, yeah, you need to pair that with a pizzuki. We see need, oh, we now be, we're talking. We need a BJ's there, there in Atlanta. We got to do yeah. it. You I think I saw happen. there's one
0: in Huntsville, Alabama. Do you know if that is correct? There is. We'll do
3: a Huntsville trip. Yeah, we need to get over there. That's a good. That's a fun place.
0: Well, we need to take another break. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be back very soon with more from BJ's Brewhouse.
3: The season is here, and The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia has plenty of outdoor space for you to enjoy a cold beer and some tasty barbecue. They've got 48 taps of great beer, wine, cider, and even hard seltzers, plus an impressive craft cocktail list, so there's something for everyone. If you're ready for some friendly competition, head over every Tuesday for trivia, or
2: relax and take in the local talent with live music every Wednesday and Sunday. Enjoy the great weather while you can. Grab your friends and head to The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia.
1: the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram next friday is hawaiian shirt day so you know if you want to go ahead and uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans now back to the beer guys radio show
3: Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash guys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to BJ's restaurant and brewery.
0: Alex, we have just cracked into the 25th anniversary Silver box here. Well, that sets us up for two topics there. It does. We can talk 25th anniversary and we can talk a little bit about box. So... Tell you what, since we're sipping this beer, why don't we do a little Bach talk? What is a Bach?
2: That's a great question. And, you know, one of the reasons we chose to brew this beer for our 25th anniversary is it's not a well-known style, at least traditional Bach. Most American beer drinkers think of Shiner Bach, which is American-style Bach. And it's a very different animal, you know, from the the traditional Bach styles and, to me, it's uh, one of the, the premium lager styles. It takes a lot of skill and a lot of lagering time to make a really good Bach. and you know the German brewers do it do it so well. It's such a tradition there, so. You know, there are a number of different bock styles. Traditional bock, you know, is a, a beer brewed to enjoy during the winter. It's dark, it's malt accented, not hoppy at all. You, know, you typically get a really complex malt profile, that melanoid and complexity in a well made bock. And then one of my favorite bock styles is uh, Ellis Bock, Pale Bock, and that's more what our 25th anniversary Bach is because, you know, we're serving this during the summer. So we didn't want to serve anything on the dark side. It's refreshing, even though it is seven and a half percent alcohol. Still very malt-accented. You know, it's got some hoppiness to it, more hoppiness than a traditional Bach. It's that, you know, very, very, very smooth, you know, noble hop character. We use uh, Hallertau tradition exclusively in the spirit. And then the other box styles, you know, you're familiar with are Doppelbach, one of my favorite styles. And then of course there's icebach. <laughs> yeah. Which is a little strong for me. I forgot about those. Le- we can't legally make icebach in this country, unfortunately. I hope that changes. Um, that's distillation, we- right? Yeah, technically distillation. Yeah. 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 It, it is, yeah. And then uh, Weizenbach, which is a great style, and uh, that is one of our – that's actually part of our next beer club release is a Weizenbach, the beer we call Weizenator that we brewed back in the early days. I think it got a World Beer Cup medal in, oh, boy, 1998 or 2000, something like that. So we're bringing that beer back for our beer club members. But, you know, Bach is just not – Not a common style um, in this country. And, you know, there aren't a lot of well-made lagers. It's great to see Pilsner making a comeback here. Well-made Pilsner. And it used to be so hard to find a good American-made Pilsner. Now you can find them and more and more of them. So one of my favorite styles, such a delicate style.
0: We have a suggestion to make Bot cool again, Alex. So... What you need is, as Brian mentioned you're going to need a lot of lactose for this.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm thinking toasted coconut, maybe. Yes, yes. So
3: go on, go on. We're going to
0: need that. Uh, glitter won't hurt. A little, Probably not. I think a gold glitter would be nicely accented in this. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, it would do well. Would do well. Uh, I tell you, people will take note if you do a double lactose pastry bok. They'll take note of that.
2: Uh, we, we did brew a honey bok. And it was phenomenal. <laughs> Slow down there, Alex. Ago. Slow yeah, down. Honey buck. Yeah, yeah.
3: I was already going to call that summer with Santa or something like that. Santa's summer vacation. Yeah. All that stuff with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? See? I don't That'd know be what beautiful. you're
0: talking about. doesn't make any sense to me, Brian, but you do
3: you. Yeah, with the coconut and everything. Come on. Come on. Okay. The little, the pastry d- doppelbuck. Come on.
0: Okay. Anyhow, Alex.
3: Sammy <laughs> Claus. <Do> you <laughs> see, what do? Sam do you Claus? see what I have
0: to do? Sammy Claus. you see what I have to deal with over here? Every week with this guy. Every week.
3: I know that you do a lot of box, and one you didn't mention, and I, I don't know a lot about, is Lintabach. Is that a synonymous one with one of the other styles you were talking about?
2: Yeah, our, our brewer in, in Boulder, our R&D director is Aaron Steck. He's really talented, and he's the guy that's got the ultimate brewing job. He's got a little three-barrel brewing system, all electric to fit in your garage. All he does is R&D brewing every week, so a dream job there uh, he's made a few trips to Germany in the last uh, several years and uh, fell in love with Fostenbach, which is uh, a milder, lesser-known, you know, Bach style. That's you know, liquid bread. It's meant to be something you just suck down during Lent. It's a neat style. And uh, Aaron started brewing Fostenbach and just really perfected that style. Another reason that we, uh, you know, decided to brew this Silverbach, uh, the Helles Bach, as our as our anniversary beer is uh, He's been nailing this style lately, and the A and M Honey Bock, that was one that was brewed uh, two years ago. It's a collaboration with the Redstone Meadery in Boulder. That beer got a gold medal at the, at GABF uh, two years ago. So, yeah. good stuff. So, you know, we we can be non-traditional with our box. Get a so, little crazy yeah. with it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's as crazy as we're going to get. Though. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I had a question. You were talking about your R and D brewery and kind of what they do there. The numbers we have are from 2019, Alex, but BJ's had 205 restaurants in 28 states at that time. So uh, you have six breweries?
2: Yeah. We have a production brewery in Texas, another production brewery in Reno. We have smaller breweries in Chandler, Arizona, two in Southern California, and then we have our little R&D brewery in Boulder.
0: How many barrels of beer do you go through in a year supplying
2: 200 restaurants? Well, before COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's in, a good 2019, point. in 2019. Many- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was 75,000 barrels
0: or so. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it had to be a massive amount, you know, supplying 200 yeah, no, places like that.
2: Yeah, no. yeah. We just opened our 212th restaurant okay. in Lansing. We slowed down quite a bit, unfortunately, sure. during COVID. Yeah. But uh, we'll be ramping our new restaurant openings up again and Going into some new states, uh, you know, next year, obviously, we're in 29 states now. But uh, most of our growth will be in the east. So, you know, hopefully in the southeast there. We'll keep an
0: eye out. Yeah. Oh, I had a question, Brian. It's there. It's I think there.
3: you were about to ask if they distribute any of their beers. I or if was. They all right, you will go, Brian. Just to the restaurants. Yeah, that was the question, Alex. <laughs>
2: That's a great question. So another silver lining to the pandemic has been that we, we were forced to focus on canning beer, you know, uh, selling beer at takeout out of our restaurants. And we had dabbled a little bit in selling our restaurants, at, you know, off premise chains, but not a lot, you know, mainly in California, a little bit in Ohio. And so, you know, we focused more on that. Our canning line isn't the biggest of canning lines. It's a wild goose. It does about 35 cans per minute. So we're at capacity there, but we're looking into upgrading our, our canning capacity and, and going into more retail chains. But uh, you'll find us, uh, you know, across California at the chains. But uh, we haven't expanded much outside of California.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um,
2: that isn't our plans. So if there's a distributor and a you know a retailer in Georgia there that wants our beer. Please reach out to Make
0: me. Make it yeah. happen.
2: huh? It's, uh, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to get our brand out there, get some brand awareness before we open restaurants. there.
0: Sure thing. You know what? I'll connect with you. We can give you some people to reach out to. See what we can do. Fantastic. Here. Yeah.
2: Make
3: it
0: happen. So, Alex, we got a little time left to put a nightcap on this show. We're going to open the Pazookie Porter, and we're going to ask you, 25 years of BJ's, what are your plans to celebrate there? There we go. Let's do this. Yes. Brian, you want to do us the honors well, I here? I will. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are the big plans for 25?
2: Well, you know this. This is the beer in our beer club. We've, along with the Silverbach here, our beer club is how we're celebrating. And there's many more fun beer club beers to come. So we're, we're celebrating with what you're opening right now, on Thanks. top of the Silverbach that you just enjoyed. The Silverbach, by the way, will be around uh, through through July, I hope, while supplies last. So it'll be around a little while at BJ's.
3: It's the cork can, takes a little bit of hear, effort to get it out. If you hear <laughs> the, bit, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say if you hear the battle over there, Alex is trying to get the cork <laughs> out of his it's, out of his porter.
3: That, that corker does a good job. Let me just say,
0: <laughs> call him whatever name you want. huh? Yeah,
2: a nice pop. That's a good sign, right? You
0: got to earn your uh, beer, look, Alex. You at, earn
2: yeah, it. no. Look at that head. God, it's yeah, a that bottle looks c- great. Model, conditioned, you know, and that's gotta love those fine bubbles.
3: I am a fan of the bottling conditioning. I yeah, I, I like you love that. I love the sure carbonation enough. difference between that and the uh, the force carbonation. Something I've I do think about fondly going back to the homebrew days and I appreciate when I see it happening in distribution beers. Yeah. So, you yeah. know,
0: sometimes after the show, Alex, we like to order pizza. Now we can't order BJ's, but we do have a little bit more of this uh, Bach left. What kind of pizza should I get to pair with this Bach?
2: Well, Let's see. You know, normally I pair our Jeremiah Red with our pizza. Okay.
0: All pizza, just blanket there. Jeremiah yeah, Red's the yeah, one. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Our
2: PM Porter, too. Okay. Caught me a little off guard there. I would probably, you know what? I'd go with our spicy pig. You know, that's, uh, yeah, definitely the spicy pig because you've got some really nice uh, contrast, some balance with the sweetness of the bock. Yeah. But that goes great with the, you know, the sweetness. Of, uh, you know, of the pineapple on the pizza, too. Sounds good to me.
0: Alex, yeah, thank you no. so much for your time and for sharing your beers. Congrats on 25 years.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, appreciate you having me on, on your show. Absolutely. Great to be here.
0: Thank you. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk all about loggers from Little Beer Fest. For more crapper info, make sure to follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers.